Welcome to Served Neat, hosted by your girl, Jen Hartman. I'm the CEO of Neat, a boutique PR and marketing agency based out of Louisville, Kentucky. I launched Neat in 2019 with just $3,000 in my bank account. Since then, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of emerging brands and Fortune 500 empires. I believe that marketing and PR should be served neat, just like your favorite bourbon. On this podcast, you'll hear about the latest and greatest growth strategies, the ups and the downs of entrepreneurship, and so much more. Pour yourself a glass of your favorite bourbon because it's time to dive in to this week's episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. At the time of this recording, it is a cool 60 degrees. It is crispy. It is fall, baby. And if there's one thing you should know about me, it's that I'm a fall girly. I love fall. Huge fall fan. I want to go jump in a pile of leaves. I want to go frolic through a patch of pumpkins. I'm dying to go to a haunted house. I have not done any of these things yet. (laughs) (laughs) October has been so busy over here at NEAT. The time is flying by. I feel like the meetings have been nonstop. I mean, we're getting ready to launch a physical product. We've reorganized our team. We're getting ready for Christmas. Like there's just so much going on all the time over here in Q4. So I'm hoping I can get to some of my fall bucket list this weekend, but keep up with our Instagram. Keep up with the NEAT Instagram to see if it actually happens. Okay, Let's get into today's episode. For those of you who didn't know, in 2016, when I started my career, I actually got my start in influencer marketing. I worked for one of the world's largest influencer marketing agencies at that time. And in the year 2016, influencer marketing wasn't what it is today. Day. When I told my friends and family members what I did, a lot of them were like, oh, so you work for Instagram. <laughs> what? Trying to explain influencer marketing to people who did not work in influencer marketing was incredibly difficult. I think at some point I just gave up and I was like, yes, I do Instagram. <laughs> Instagram is my job. I am Instagram. So anyways, got my start at influencer marketing and I loved working in this agency because I got to see two different sides of influencer marketing. I got to see the brand side because I was working in business development, but then halfway through my time there, I switched over to the influencer side where I was actually building these large scale influencer campaigns with 50, 100 or 200 micro influencers. And what was really cool at this time is influencers were just happy to receive product. And they were happy to post high quality content for free, give the content to the brands. And we would see dozens or hundreds even of these beautiful images containing products from these small brands that were working with us. And I would watch how these influencer marketing campaigns would completely transform a brand and they would blow up within the span of a couple of months and they would sell out of product because there were 100 or 200 influencers talking about their product to their audiences all at one time. It was really, really cool to be a part of influencer marketing at the time. And I still think it's cool to be a part of influencer marketing, but in the year 2023, it just looks different. So today I'm going to talk about the trends that we have been seeing in influencer marketing. And I'm even going to make a prediction for what influencer marketing is going to look like in the next few years. So the first trend that I want to touch on is that influencers, regardless of how small they're following, are requesting substantial 
substantial payment. It doesn't matter if they have 2,000 followers, 5,000, 10,000, and not a great engagement rate and not high quality content. Influencers are seeking payment. Gone are the days of just sending product to an influencer and seeing them post about it on their feed, on their stories. No, that is not happening anymore. Content creation is a job for many influencers. This is how they make a living. If you would have told me 10 years ago or 15 years ago that there would be people posting on social media and they would be making six figures, seven figures from doing that, I my mind would have been blown because that would have just shocked me. There is quite a bit of effort that is put into creating quality content. Content creators are setting up for a shoot and editing photos or videos. This takes hours of their time, years of expertise to do it the right way. And I think it's important that brands recognize this and they pay accordingly. However, I will say on the brand side, it does make it really difficult for small early stage brands operating on a shoestring budget to work with quality influencers. But back when I was first starting my career, this wasn't the case at all. It was the total opposite. You could connect with an influencer on social. They'd be open to product gifting. They would post, they would shout the brand out, they would talk about it. And that's not how it works anymore in most cases. By the way, throughout this episode, I'm going to be talking on both sides. I'm going to be speaking on the brand side. I'm going to be speaking on the influencer content creator side. So if it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, I am. (laughs) I definitely am. But I thought it would only be fair to speak from both sides because I know that there are content creators who are listening. I know that there are founders listening. And I think it's just important to have an understanding of both and where each side is coming from. All right, trend number two. There are higher expectations and heavier vetting of influencers from brands. The asks seem to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger from brands. They want multiple stores, multiple TikToks, photos, usage rights. Brands are squeezing as much as they possibly can from influencer partnerships. They're also looking for long-term influencer partners, and there are less one-and-done campaigns nowadays. As the asks get bigger and bigger, brands, I need you to listen to this one. The expectation is that you will provide more more value in the relationship. Whether it is paying influencers more, you're providing a higher value of product, you're giving more product, or even a stake in the company. We just had a conversation with a brand on behalf of a client, and they had actually expressed interest in bringing her in and giving her a stake in the company, giving her 10% of the company or 5%, which potentially could have been worth hundreds of thousands of dollars one day, even millions of dollars if the brand did really well. I don't think it's crazy to give up equity in your company if you want to have a partnership with a really, really great influencer. The opportunities for negotiating are really endless. It's not just about the quick cash grab. There are other things you can ask for from a brand to add more value to the relationship. I'm also seeing that there's this expectation from brands that if they are paying an influencer, that they are going to convert eyeballs into sales. There is an expectation around conversions. I know from PR that it's not always about sales, right? There's content, you're getting eyeballs to the brand, you're increasing their following, but brands are eager to see conversions when they're forking out thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars. And with that, a lot of brands at this point in 2023, brands that have been working with influencers, they've been burned. I can't tell you how many founders I've talked to in the past few years who have said things like, yeah, we tried the influencer thing and like it was awful. And they always have some horror story to share when they talk about influencers. So now they want to see proof that an influencer can convert. If you are asking for a brand to pay you, they want to know the value of what they're paying for. So there are a couple of ways in which you can 
show this and it can be done through a media kit. Create a two to three page media kit that showcases not only what your profile is and who your audience is demographics wise and how many people you reach, but include the value of the content that you create. High quality imagery or videography is worth quite a bit of money. Think about how much a videographer would charge for a 60 second video or how much a photographer would charge for three to five high quality images. That is the value of your content. So make sure to include that on your media kit. Include any metrics on reach and revenue from past campaigns that you've done with brands. And bonus points if you include testimonials from brands that you have worked with. Trust me when I say that this is going to go such a long way in getting more brand partnerships. The last trend that I want to touch on that I'm starting to see is I'm seeing a lot more brands start to hire in-house creators. They are no longer outsourcing their content creation to dozens of individual content creators. They're hiring a single full-time in-house content creator who becomes the spokesperson for the brand. And while I think this is good from the standpoint of brands saving money, you're going to save money hiring one person versus hiring dozens of content creators. You're going to have more control over the content created and there's going to be that consistency. However, the issue here is you're not going to reach as many new people with one single in-house content creator. But this just goes back to goals, right? If the goal of working with a content creator is simply creating content and having consistency and saving money, well, one in-house content creator is going to help you achieve those goals. Now, on the flip side, if you're like, I need to reach more people, I need to see more sales, well, then you're going to want to go in the direction of working with more content creators versus less so you can reach more people. I would just say all in all, influencers are charging more money and it doesn't matter what size they're at, whether they're at 2,000 followers, half a million followers, regardless of engagement, regardless of quality of content, the price tag is coming up. But with that, brands have this expectation that they're going to get quite a bit of value when they pay you. So it's important as a creator, you come to the table prepared to almost pitch yourself. It's not enough to just slide into a brand's DMs and be like, hey, I would love to work with you. Like, no, you're going to need proof that you absolutely kill it when it comes to creating content and driving website traffic and ultimately sales. So where are we going? What's going to be coming up in the future for influencer marketing? I believe that a lot of your favorite influencers will become a lot less influential and will even quote unquote die out, phase out in the next few years. There are constantly new young influencers coming up on the scene that really get people's attention. If you want to stay relevant as an influencer, you're going to have to be really in tune with your audience and make pivots because what they were interested in three years ago is not what they're interested in today. So you're going to have to grow and evolve with your audience over time. Now, the problem that I've been seeing is that influencers have been looking for quick cash grabs with brand partnerships, $1,000 here, $5,000 there. $500 here. And they're not looking at how this impacts the longevity of their brand. They're very much living in the here and the now. They see dollar signs. They go after dollar signs, but they're not looking ahead to the next five or 10 years. They're not looking at influencing as a business. They're looking at it as simply a job. Influencers are building their entire income, their entire life off of someone else's business. There's no ownership. What happens when the brand deals stop? What happens when the income from brand partners 
stops, right? If you're a content creator, you should be thinking about the next couple of years, what that's going to look like. Influencers who are business savvy that I've been keeping an eye on, they are building a product that they own or a service of their own. They are building a business that they can sell one day. And that's the other thing I want to touch on too, influencers. What happens when you, I don't know, want to retire? What happens when you are sick of influencing? It's just important to look a little bit further down the road to figure out what things are going to look like. If I were an influencer, I would also work on building up my email or SMS list because that's one way you can own your followers' information. You never know if and when your Instagram account will be delivered out of nowhere. And if you don't have an email or SMS list, then your entire income stream just disappears. You are starting from scratch and that's really scary. So influencers, I would start to think about how can you make influencing more of a business? How can you build something that can scale? How can you build something that you have full ownership over? There are a couple of different ways in which you can do this. But again, I will say that this is the future of influencer marketing. Either business savvy influencers, they're going to thrive. They're going to build their own thing. They're going to build an empire or they're going to start to phase out because they've been way too focused on the low hanging brand partnership fruits, if you will, that have been coming their way. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed my rant on trends in influencer marketing and where I see the industry going. If you have questions about influencer marketing, you want to have more of a conversation, make sure to slide into our Instagram DMs, Nate underscore the agency. Thanks for listening in on this week's episode of Serve Neat. I will catch you guys next Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Served Neat. I hope you enjoyed listening and found some tasty nuggets of marketing wisdom to help you take your brand to the next level. Remember, just like a perfectly crafted cocktail, marketing is all about finding the right balance and serving it up with a splash of creativity. So keep building, keep refining, and keep serving up your brand with style. And if you're thirsty for more insights, follow us on Instagram at Nate underscore the agency for even more marketing tips and tricks. Be sure to subscribe and join us for our next episode of Served Nate. Until then, cheers.